0: Like any typical college night, students at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale were heading to a house party. It was February 12, 2014, a Wednesday, and just a couple of days before Valentine's Day. Praveen Varghese, a 19-year-old sophomore, wasn't planning on going to the party. It was midweek, not the weekend, and he had a test the next morning. But his friends were going to the party and they persuaded him to come along. That party would be the last time anyone would see Praveen alive.
1: Idea was for Praveen to meet up with them at Styx. And I think there was like a birthday party or something planned there. And then they were going to ride back together. And so I don't know why Kyle and the girls did not leave with him, so we don't know why, whether Praveen was walking two Sticks or walking back to the apartment, we don't know.
0: You're listening to Speaking of Crime, with your hosts, Gia and John. Originally from Morton Grove, Illinois, Praveen moved to Carbondale for college to study criminal justice. He was living about 350 miles away from his home, but frequently made the long drive back to visit his parents and siblings, often even showing up for surprise visits, even though the drive home was almost six hours each way.
1: Praveen always, always, even when he was um, a little baby, he was so curious into, you know, like. In, in kindergarten, the teachers ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? He always wanted to be a police, you know, but then he was in the Boy Scout. And every time he sees this people with in uniform, he had that curiosity. I have some of the pictures, you know, I did not realize it at that time. But now when I look back, he looks at them with such an admiration. But in 11th grade when the school started all this college thing um, he wasn't telling us much he he didn't know where he was going uh, but with Priya she knew she wanted to be a physical therapist so she you know we were looking into that and I said Praveen you need to look at colleges so he said yeah I will I will so we went to the college met with the count- I mean not the college school counselor and all that so every time I was bringing up what he should do, you know, like go into medical side and all that. So then um, maybe he said something to her, I don't know. Um, She said, uh, let him decide what he wants to do, you know. So uh, I didn't say anything, but in my mind, I was like, okay, you know, he's just going to do what we tell him to do. (laughs) So we started looking at colleges and uh, he was always watching the TV shows with the, uh, you know, like uh, solving crimes. And then he, he, he gets so excited. He's like, oh, they should have looked at that. They should have uh, taken this into consideration. So interested in it. 12th grade, we started visiting colleges. We went to NIU and he said he was going to go into physical therapy. So we went through the whole thing. And at last he was sitting down with the counselor and she's like, so what are you going to be majoring? And he said, undecided. I was like, what? You know, so we got into the car and I said, what did you say? Why did you say undecided? And he's like, mommy, I don't want to do physical therapy. I want to go into um, criminal justice. I was like, nope. You're not. (laughs) You're not going into criminal justice. My husband also was so scared, you know, and he's like, no, he wanted to sign up for army. We said, no, we only have one son. You are not going anywhere. You know, so we did not encourage that at all, but he just insisted
0: Carbondale is a small city in Southern Illinois, roughly 14 miles east of the Mississippi River, with a population of approximately 27,000 people. Neighborhood Scout, a crime analytics site, reported this about Carbondale. With a crime rate of 46 per 1,000 residents, Carbondale has one of the highest crime rates in America compared to all communities of all sizes from the smallest towns to the very largest cities. One's chance of becoming a victim of either violent or property crime here is one in 22. Praveen's mother, Lovely, left behind her beautiful home in Kerala, India known as God's Own Country. Kerala is located in South India, a beautiful place with almost all elements of nature from the pristine waters of the Arabian Sea on the west and the lush western Ghat Mountains on the east, a place named as one of the 10 paradises of the world by National Geographic traveler. The coastal state is home to many Hindu temples, Muslim mosques, and Christian churches. Perhaps the stunning scenery coupled with all the different places of worship gave it its name. moved from Kerala to Illinois after her marriage was arranged to Matthew, who had been living in the States since 1985.
1: Um, I came to this country in 1990, but my husband has been here uh, since 85. He came here, he was young, he was in his, he was 20 when he came. His sister was already here, she was a nurse, and she's the one who started the the you know the big branch um, so she came first and she brought her dad and brought her siblings and my husband was one of them and we got married in 88 in india um, and then was an arranged marriage but i always wanted to come to us you know as a little kid always always i don't know why uh, so that's why I went, went into nursing, you know, like um, nursing was such a hot profession here. So I thought if I go into nursing, I have a better chance of coming to U.S. Uh, all my classmates went to Dubai and Kuwait and all that, but I didn't even try to go there. I wanted to come to U.S. So my dad wouldn't let me come here alone. So then this proposal came, we got married, and I came in 1990. So it was like my, I would say, maybe since I was probably 10 years old, I wanted to come to US.
2: Lovely story is very typical for many South Asians. Immigrate to North America for the American dream. Work extremely hard. Immerse yourself into a new culture or even learn a new language. Create a community for yourself in your new hometown. All to give your children a better life and more opportunities than you had. But for Lovely, it unfortunately didn't quite work out that way. Yes, she did have a great life in her new Illinois home. She had three beautiful children. Her eldest daughter Priya, her only son Praveen, and her youngest daughter Preeti. They are her pride and joy, but her son's life was senselessly cut short.
1: Priya is our oldest. She was born in '93, and then Praveen is 17 months apart uh, from Priya. Uh, he was born in 1994, so apparently they both grew up like twins shared everything you know we had two children in diapers at the same time so they they were actually each other's best friends as they grew up they attended the same school they had the same teachers so every day they come home from school they meet up in one of their bedrooms and they talk and they share everything you know so they were like each other's secret keepers and Priya knew everything Praveen did, Praveen knew everything Priya did so you know I we thought that was it and then seven years later Preeti was born in 2001 Um, so she was like um, I would say Praveen was like a little protector role Uh, the big brother come protector kind of and Rhea was you know the the hen in the in the group you know she protected both of them so I think for her most of the guilt is like she was not there to protect Praveen you know that is probably the most hurtful feeling for her that I have heard her talk about a lot. So three, the, the three of them were very, very close and, you know, they shared everything. Mm-hmm.
2: Many children who are second-generation immigrants are faced with navigating two very different worlds. One where they honor the older traditions and expectations their parents have instilled in them, the beliefs carried on from their previous lives in their native countries. And then there's this new reality and the societal norms of growing up and living in North America. So much of our everyday lives falls into this gray area. Whether it be dating or not being allowed to date, Or drinking and partying, there are so many things that we see as typical day-to-day behavior in the Western world that for immigrant parents can be viewed as an absolute failure in our culture. Being of South Asian descent myself, I've had this personal experience too and can very much relate. We learn to have one set of rules we follow with our siblings, cousins, and friends, or as Lovely put it, we become each other's secret keepers. And we have a second set of rules and expectations we follow when we're at family gatherings or any event within our community. And no, this doesn't mean that we are living a double life as the serial podcast would have you believe. It's simply a way of assimilating while also trying to be respectful towards our family.
1: I never saw Praveen drink. I never saw him come home after drinking. So, you know, after all this, we heard that he used to when we when they go to the party he used to drink but i never saw him drink priya said a couple weeks before this incident he went to see priya and they both went to a party and they kicked him out of the party because he was not drinking so even at this party you know he probably had that for loco before Uh, He went to the party and we don't know, they said he had two beers. So that's all I know, you know, from as far as I know, this was all news to me. And I never um, he never came here drinking. And we had gone to many parties, many weddings together. I never saw him drinking there.
2: Like most, um, you know, Indian or South Asian families, did you guys kind of have that instilled in them that we don't drink and it's not okay?
1: Yes, Um, especially after starting college. You know, one time uh, right after Priya started college, three months after we went to see her, and we got there really early. And we were just waiting for her to come down and meet us. And we saw a girl that was really, I think she she was so drunk the previous night and she was hungover. So she was held by three other friends and they were walking into the dorm. And I saw that I'm like, oh my God, this is reality, you know. So when Priya came down and I said, you see all these kids doing all these things, please don't do this. And Praveen was with us, you know. So they they both smiled. Um, maybe they were thinking, oh, mom is so naive, you know. <laughs> and so we we literally told them, instilled in them. But you know, these are kids. Um, you can't help it, and they live here, and. My husband, I think he he was much more realistic than me. You know, I was totally naive. Later on, you'll
2: hear Lovely talk about visiting the home where the house party took place. The shock or disbelief in Lovely's voice when she talks about seeing alcohol bottles, is so indicative of the innocence of many South Asian parents who choose to believe that their children won't succumb to peer pressure or be influenced by Western norms and partake in the things that they've been told are taboo, like drinking, drugs, or even dating.
0: Praveen lived with his cousin, Ashley, on campus during freshman year. For sophomore year, the two, along with their friend Nate, moved off campus into a townhouse, but very close by.
1: We actually was happy that Ashley and Praveen were going there together. They grew up together. I babysat him, you know, like four years. So they, it's. I was happy, you know, that he had that company. So even when we dropped them, we told both of them, you know, watch for each other, don't get into crazy things, you know. So I was happy that they both were together. February 12th night is the last time we talked to him. Nine o'clock he called, we talked to him. And, you know, he, he said he has a test the next day but he didn't tell us that he was going out.
0: Praveen's family didn't know he was heading out that night, but he did. Ashley drove Praveen to the house party. They parked at Styx, a college bar and pool hall about three to four blocks away from the party, and all walked over to the party from there. Ashley had to work later that night, so he planned to be back at Styx. At the party, it was just the usual college kids hanging out and having fun. Praveen's friends at the party said that he didn't drink much at all that night. He may have had a couple of beers at most. He was just his typical self, joking around and making people
1: laugh. I mean, the first day they, came, they told us, I mean, they were telling us the history that my, uh, my nephew told them, you know, that they went to the party, Praveen. Actually, Praveen was at the class and he came back. He went to gym that day. Um, they have him on the video and he came back and that's when he called us, you know, after after the gym. He took a shower and he wasn't going to go to the party but because he, he had a test the next day, but all his friends were going and they kind of forced him to go. So Praveen, his cousin, his roommate, and his another friend by name, Kyle, who is very close friend and a couple other girls, they all went to this party. They all went in Ashley's car. He was like, this was just a normal day for us. There was, this was nothing unusual. And who else rode with them? Um, Ashley, Praveen, Nate, Kyle. uh, I think those four rode together and then the girls met them there. Dakota and uh, both Rachels. Ashley parked the car at Sticks. Sticks is a it's a bar. That's where Ashley was working. So they parked the car there and they walked a couple blocks to this party. The party was at 606 West College. So that's where they were. And Ashley and Nate left early to go to work. And Praveen was supposed to meet him back at Sticks. And they were supposed to ride back home, but he never made it. So since he didn't get there, Ashley thought he probably walked back to the apartment.
0: Praveen left the party between 10.30 and 10.45 p.m. Since Styx was only a few blocks away from the house party and Praveen loved to walk, he was just going to walk back to the car to meet his cousin, Ashley. But Praveen never made it to Styx.
1: Idea was for Praveen to meet up with them. At Sticks. And I think there was like a birthday party or something planned there. And then they were going to ride back together. And so I don't know why Kyle and the girls did not leave with him. So we don't know why, whether Praveen was walking to Sticks or walking back to the apartment. We don't know.
2: At the very end of the night, at 11.17 p.m., Praveen posted on his Twitter account. That tweet said, Bloody Knuckles, guess I was in a fight. Back down. That cryptic tweet was Praveen's last activity on Twitter. Then came the last time Praveen spoke to anyone. He called his friend Anita. When Anita answered the phone, all she heard was a sound of a car door slamming shut what sounded like someone running. And then she heard Praveen's voice and the words, don't hang up.
1: If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator.